Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to ABG, Asian Boss Girl, a podcast for the modern-day Asian-American woman. I'm Janet. And I'm Helen. Hi, everyone. As you can see, today is just going to be Janet and myself. We are going to be recording an episode about our friendship. A couple of weeks back, we released an episode with me and Mel, and then there was Janet and Mel. So this is sort of wrapping up this ABG trio duo friendship series. Yes. We are a trio, but we definitely have very special one-on-one relationships. And even though we are coworkers and we do spend a lot of time in the work setting, first and foremost, we are friends. And that is also a topic that we are constantly being asked about more recently is just diving into and analyzing and talking about platonic relationships. So we thought this is a great opportunity for us to sit down and share with all of you a little bit deeper, like kind of like open up the curtain a bit um, and show you our one-on-one relationships. Just, Where's the curtain? It's just, it's just a wall. It's just a wall back there. <laughs> but yeah, so let's start with the question of just how did we meet? Do you remember when we first met? I think so. I have a memory of meeting you the first time, but not. it wasn't like a deeper interaction. And then I have a follow-up that's a deeper interaction. Oh, okay. <laughs> Do share. Okay. So my first memory of meeting Helen was, um, I don't remember what year it was, but basically I was- Okay. Yeah. yeah I guess. Yeah. So <laughs> okay. um, I was pretty newly back into LA. And at that time, I was still kind of like finding my groove, finding mm. my people. And uh, I was- pretty good friends with Phil's cousin, Henry, um, who was in town celebrating his birthday. Okay. So it was it was a big birthday and he had, I think we were going to go to a club in downtown. And I think I had seen um, Phil and Wes a couple of times, like just casually for like coffee and stuff since I had been back. But I hadn't really like hung out, hung out with them in a while. And uh, for this event, we were all gathering with like a bunch of our friends for a clubbing night to celebrate Henry's birthday. And I remember hearing, oh, they both have like these new girls that they're going to be bringing. So I was like, oh, oh, they have lady friends. And I think that at this time, neither of you had official titles, mm-hmm. I believe. My memory mm-hmm. serves me correct. Mm-hmm. So I just remember like feeling um, like, oh, I don't, I'm don't. i like here. And I was like one of the guys because I was friends with like Henry and then all of our like other or the, they're like um, their home friends from like Walnut Creek were guys. And then we were meeting these like girls. I just, and that was, I don't know that we interacted very much. We probably did the, the you know, like hotel pre-party and then we go yeah, to the yeah. club and um, and then we had a good time. But we went to a club. Was it a club we or went a bar? To, I think it was a club. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to say Whoa. it was a club. Okay. But I don't even remember which one. Okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Um, when I started to get to know you a little bit more, um, and this is still not like super deep level, but one thing that sticks out to me was in that same circle of friends when I was back in LA and I was looking for people to just like spend time with, we had a group text and like Phil and I are in there, you know, just like LA people. And I think it was like, who wants to go out tonight? And I was like really, I think I was just feeling like I wanted to to just like go out and dance and have fun with people. Mm-hmm. And like no one was down except 
Phil and you were like, oh. yeah, let's go. Oh, my gosh. Okay. And so I remember thir- you guys let me third wheel you. <laughs> or, I mean, maybe you did it. I felt I was like, oh, my God, I'm totally third wheeling their, like, couple's night out. I mean, we just went to the club. I remember we, like, we would just went and danced and had a good time. And I think that's – I remember I really, like, clicking with you because mm. you were so warm and so just, like, hey, like, just embracing and not even questioning, like, who is this person? But just, yeah, let's go and hang out. Um, and then, of course, develop more from that. But that was, like, my first initial Dang. Kind of. <laughs> you have a better memory than me because all of these stories you're sharing, I don't remember. <laughs> well, I have a feeling – I don't know. This was maybe earlier in your dating. So I can see, like, I know when you're early dating someone, sometimes you meet a lot of their friends and you're like, yes. I, I don't yeah. – which one are you? Which one are you? Yeah. you know? And so, I feel totally terrible different. because I was telling during no, mine and Mel's conversation, it's like, I don't remember the moment I met you, nor do I remember the moment I met you. Yeah, yeah. For you or Mel. Because you probably met like so many other people around the same time. Yes, and, yes. Yeah. Okay. I thought the first time we met was in Vegas. That Which, Was that way after 2015? It might not have. I mean, we... The we dramatic made... Vegas trip. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> We're I not going to dive into that. It wasn't drama it, between us. No, no, no. It was, <sighs> it was a different type of drama. Yes. That probably might have been like the third or fourth time. Yeah. Okay. Like, I don't think we really hung out. <laughs> Damn. I'm terrible. This <laughs> no, is just... No, I don't blame you. I know. the fact that I am a goldfish that just forgets everything. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay, because... Okay, so I went back to the first photo that we've ever oh, taken together. Because yeah. that is a way... Once I see a memory, that mm. will jog like everything about the entire uh, situation the person the scenario like everything and it just all comes flooding back to me so i saw that photo i was like oh is that the first time i met janet we didn't take a photo i guess in those other two or three instances Yeah, yeah but um that i recall as our first time sort of like really hanging out yeah yeah and i think after at the end of that trip the last day before we like went back into our cars to go back home we had stopped for green juice do you remember that is such a see, this oh. is like such a random ass memory but i remember it very clearly i was like does anyone want to go get a green juice and no one else was down but you're like oh yeah let's go downstairs and get one and i was like oh well i like this girl she leads like a very healthy you know she wants a green juice for her hangover yeah. and as do i and which actually we went, helps it's yes supposed to help and yeah. we went and got a green juice Oh, so I actually don't remember that. I okay. remember getting an, a green juice on another Vegas trip with you by the time when we like, yeah. knew people more. But I think that's a thing that we do. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> that and then I looked back on our Facebook wall because I think that's mm. also a good indicator of like when did this friendship start, especially yeah, when we yeah. used Facebook a lot more back then. And I had written on your wall, happy birthday, but that was back in 2016. Oh. So we had already known each other for, I don't know, I thought it was 2015, maybe yeah. it was before then, but um, you didn't respond back. <laughs> oh no! I've stopped using no likes Facebook or anything. for like no, about I know, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. And then after that, it was like immediately a post about ABG. So, oh, and that was in twenty February twenty seventeen is when we first recorded our That's podcast right. or attempted to record our first podcast. Yeah, yeah. To think that our friendship jumped so quickly from yeah, yeah. that first meeting in twenty fifteen to twenty seventeen. Yeah. That means that our relationship like really developed to a point where we were like, okay, let's start this company and try this thing out together. Yeah. And I think that's pretty cool to think about because I never it actually is. thought about the timeline of, the, yeah, of this. Yeah, I didn't you know, really either. Yeah. And I didn't think about – I guess because at the time it just – it felt like baby steps like, oh, we would go and hang out more frequently. And, oh, now we're kind of like living near each other. And yeah. then, oh, we're going to do a passion project and suddenly it's a yeah. business. Um, do you think because we lived close by each other like that helped to I think so. start – all of this, yeah. I think it helped, but I don't think it was I, – I feel like if we would have – we probably would have met either way. Yeah. And we would have done the same stuff and we would have figured out a way to meet up with Mel. Because Mel didn't live and she was always That's from true. Mood. Yeah. That's true. Oh. <laughs> wow. Okay. Crazy. The next thing we're going to talk about is describing our dynamic. So we are a trio, but with just the two of us, mm-hmm. how would you describe our dynamic? <laughs> If I were to describe our friendship dynamic in three phrases, mm. I like to do these numbered things so it's easier to follow. Yeah. One would be supportive and gentle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Vulnerable. I think mm. we've reached a certain level of ease and openness or like the speed to get to that level of vulnerability is yeah. much quicker, I think, with our friendship um, compared to other friendships. Yeah. And three – I feel like we're both just down. <laughs> there is, is like a very downness t- to us that is like 
it 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 is very solid within our friendship. That is true. Yeah, like I almost exa- forgot because like that was the, probably the thing that really started, started or yeah. ended our friendship. But I feel like whenever say like I wanted to go to an event or be like, this like, is true. Especially when you were saying we first met, you were yeah, kind of just yeah. like, who's down? Yeah, you know? and I was then we were like, down. Or I just remember moments where we had like house parties and mm-hmm. I wanted to get the party going or like the dancing going. I would turn on some music and then I would start dancing and like you would also be just trying to get get everything get the going party started. Too, you know, <laughs> yeah. so. Just down. Yeah. yeah. I like that using three phrases. Oh, wow. Okay. I kind of observed a little bit or I looked at it a little differently in terms of like thinking about how just on a basic level, like age wise, we're pretty close, but I am older. Mm-hmm. Like I'm the same age or I'm older than your older sister, right? Yeah. I think only She's by a year. two years older than me. So oh, so you're- maybe. Maybe I'm 85. she's 84. Oh, okay. She's so, yeah. oh, wow. I thought I was. I'm just kidding. She's 86. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Either way. Yeah. Obviously, it's like, I feel, I think, yeah, I'm I'm just slightly a little yeah, bit yeah, older yeah, than yeah. Annie. But I do feel like sometimes in our dynamic, like you function, it's either very like almost the same age or a little bit older. And some of that is Me? just. Yeah. Oh. Well, and here's, and here's in what ways. I think specifically within like ABG and like with the content creation space, mm. like we know that like I'm there, I'm like a little bit more, not a little bit, I'm a lot more green in that. Mm. Um, and I'm open and I want to learn. And I feel like with you, you're really open to like sharing and supporting. And so when it comes to certain things that you have um, more experience in, mm-hmm. I feel like then there's this like very comfortable like sister, almost like you're mentoring me in some of those mm-hmm. ways, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think about also our commonalities of what we share within our triple dynamic. So personnel, there's many ways in which the three of us will be on a spectrum where two girls on one, one end and the others in the middle. Mm-hmm. I think with personality or social personality particularly, you are in the middle. Like yeah. I think you will see that Helen and Mel can go into like fitful laughters about like social things or like pop culture things. I don't, you have like a humor that kind of just resonates together. And then you and I, I feel like connect on kind of like a, I don't know how to describe it, but like sometimes with like businessy type things Mm -hmm. or like conversations about like analyzing different I think more like more deep conversations. Is that what you're trying to say? I mean, no, 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 it's not. Well, because there's different types of deep, right? But I think like when we talk about like business type stuff and looking at the market, looking at industry, maybe because we come from both more of a business background. Yeah. I feel like we click and we get into like um, a state like that. Um, So that's, that's kind of what I was seeing as like our dynamic. And the other thing that is a little bit of a difference is um, you tend to be more, I think, generally like assertive Mm. and like outgoing. Mm. And I think socially, I tend to be a little bit more soft and submissive. Mm -mm. But Mm -hmm. somehow when we're together, it feels like I think when we're one on one, it feels very like equal or like similar. Yeah. But when we're in a group setting, we play very different roles. Uh, Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I think something else that I'm also acknowledging is that I think both of us play the role of a listener, oh, typically. You're Do right, you feel you're that right. way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like our shoulders are like soaked from being cried on. Like that, <laughs> that type of situation. That was a visual. <laughs> but I feel like that is yeah, how very we true. generally are. And when, when it comes to like vulnerability with friendships too, that is something where I feel like we're very much aligned on yeah, in terms yeah. of the spectrum. I think Mel is very much like, very much an open book. Yeah. And we, for some reason or another, and I think it, comes down to like upbringing and family dynamics and all of that we do tend to keep a wall up and we want we want to keep that wall up because we feel like we're going to burden our friends if we were to share or like whatever we're going through like onto our friends we don't want to give them the weight of our own responsibility yeah yeah. and i think that's something we definitely share yeah with each other that is very very true yeah yeah and it's it's not only in in kind of like how we handle emotions and friendships but i think you're right we are both very more listening types Mm -hmm. i think when it comes to like one-on-one conversations for sure yeah yeah i see you also as like my emotional protector oh that is i think the dynamic or role that you do play there are definitely times where like philip and i we like to banter a lot like a lot and i think when people don't understand or like when people see that dynamic some people would be like oh that's terrible but then i think you see it and you're like i'm gonna defend helen yeah and she will get defensive janet will always come in and just be like shutting philip down like (laughs) Okay, I don't need that, but thank you. And I Sorry, love it. No, no, I love it when you do because I'm like, damn, okay, Jay, you got this fire in you. Yeah. And yeah. you're very good at defending your friends. Mm, and I yeah. feel like even if it's not Philip or it's someone else that says something to me that is a little bit more of a slight and not, mm. you know, it's indirectly kind of like hurting me a little yeah, bit. Yeah. You, I feel like you can kind of tell and mm. you'll kind of jump in there and like 
try to maneuver the situation and be like, no, I don't think that's, you know, like that, that is something that you do for me. So I feel like you're my emotional protector. Oh, thank you. I never thought, yeah, I do. I know you and Philip, like you both are also kind of competitive people. And so you have that dynamic. And I think earlier on when I didn't understand that, Mm but I knew that you guys both had that, like you, you know, like banter back and forth, but sometimes I just get like, why are you saying that to her? <laughs> like, That's exactly the face that she would make to him. Like, yes, Jay, I'm just going to be silent. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's really kind to say. Yeah, I, I actually do. I very much feel that way with you, too. And I think that maybe more within the three of us, because I have felt more of like just on age-wise the big sister, yeah. I struggle even more with like opening up to you guys sometimes. But mm-hmm. I have felt that whenever I have to you, it doesn't – like I'm met with, e- with, a, with the ability to hold the emotion and not be like – knocked over by it or make me feel like I'm a burden. And I think it's also because you've, I I can tell you've experienced how to handle certain emotions in a way that it won't tear you apart Mm -hmm. if I share my things with you. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, what are some things that you think we have in common? We addressed a few of those just earlier, but other things that we have in common. One kind of just immediate thing that comes to mind is that we both have sisters, Mm. Uh, except you are the younger sister and I'm the older sister, but our sisters are also around each other's age. Like my younger sister is 87 and he is 86, which is pretty close. So only like two two and a half years apart. Um, And I think that that does kind of impact a bit of your maybe the way you see the world or your relationship dynamics when you grow up with another female like figure who is a best friend in some ways and then also your deepest enemy in other parts in other stages mm-hmm. in your life mm-hmm. but then i think generally when you get older it's someone it's like maybe someone who could be very different from you mm. in certain aspects but you know that you both only the two of you know certain things of their family or your upbringing of the way that you kind of like saw life. And I don't know, there's something very significant about that. Yeah, yeah. We both lead a very healthy and active lifestyle. That is something that is very, I think we've shared since like, okay, what I thought was the second time that we met up was for a hike in Malibu, Pacific Palisades area. And you're like, girl, that's like the 10th time. But it's probably... The third, fourth time. Under five, yeah, right? Yeah, Under yeah. five. And I remember thinking to myself, oh, she likes to hike. She likes her green juice. She likes drinking, ah. like drinking and then getting green juice and like <laughs> hiking. This girl is amazing. So that's that also told me that there are more things that we could do together. Yeah. And when we lived in downtown, we actually would wake up in the mornings and do cardio yoga. Yeah, was it cardio? Yeah, yeah. What would you call that? Um, They do, they had different classes. Some of it was more just like regular flow, but like vinyasa and like heavy or like faster. Yeah, uh, And then some were like way so there were weights yeah. involved and there were like burpees and all of yeah, that yeah. involved too so <laughs> kind of fusiony yes but i will say that i am not the type of person that liked to do yoga and the first time I that i did it with you i was just all out of sync you know how you're supposed to like breathe when you're like oh the breath going from one motion, motion to the yeah, next yeah. you're like breathe in and then breathe out and sometimes they forget to tell you to breathe out. Yeah. So I remember oh, no. I was just like holding my breath for all of these moves and then I'd be wheezing by the time everyone else was breathing. So it was like a terrible experience at first, but then yeah, you yeah. are the one that taught me to uh-huh. like and enjoy yoga because I think there are very good benefits of yoga. It yeah, did make yeah. me feel more like zen and like stretched out. So yeah, yeah. Um, you introduced me to that Aww. and I appreciate that. I mean, I, re- I, re- I remember th- uh, that experience and like you did great and – yeah. Girl, you were on your head. I was on my elbows the whole time, okay? Trying to get on my head. The breathing is hard, though. I remember I remember seeing like, oh, because you're athletic and you would, you know, I feel like you physically you're able to keep up with all the moves. But yeah, I forget that there's the breathing part. And then if you're not, um, if you're not aware that that you could be holding your breath or not breathing. I blame it on the instructor not telling me to breathe out or <laughs> yeah. back in. I was just like not, I was following along. Yeah, and I was yeah you're like, like, no out breath. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> that was funny enough. My second thing that I put as well is that we shared that like, I want to say it's a little bit of a passion, but I think it's also learning to use like activity as a tool mm. because numerous times when we were, when we would talk about like the stresses of work, I remember we both had stories where we said, I went for a run. Yeah. And then it helped so much. Yeah. And I think that was maybe for, yeah, like for both of us when corporate lifestyle gets so heavy sometimes mm-hmm. or like just like chaotic, like being able to just go for a run and like move your body and sweat yeah. Yeah. was such a good way to like, I don't know, oppose or like take care of yourself during this time. Yeah. So. yeah. That is definitely a similarity that we have. Um, another one, I think culturally we were raised to focus a lot on academics. Yes. That is something that I think we both share and not just academics, but a certain level of success that would be 
deemed successful in the eyes of our parents. So Jen and I, we started off at one of the big four accounting firms, did not know each other. You were at Deloitte. I was at EY, but that's where we started off at. And even though your career took like many different progressions and layovers and different areas, pivoted a lot, (laughs) you did end up in UX, which I feel like is still considered a very like stable, you know, job. So that, that is very true. That is something that I think we share a lot of just having this like work in the corporate world and mm. try to gain success in that in that yeah, area. Yeah, very much yeah. so. Um, I think another thing that we have in common, which we kind of touched upon before, but uh, I feel like we both have a very deep level of empathy mm. and not just empathy, but compassion. And I've talked about the difference before about like how empathy is when you feel someone's emotions or mood, but compassion is when you feel Um, like you have to do something about it, Mm -hmm. right? To either help them or something like that. And I feel like we both share that. I noticed that particular, I know for myself, whenever someone is a little bit like outcasted or um, considered an underdog or just kind of pushed to the side, I just naturally innately feel a need to either defend or like, I just feel a lot of pull to, and I feel like Mm -hmm. I've noticed that you have a similar, anytime with small conversations or things, when, when it feels like someone's getting a little pushed out, we have both, I think have a tendency to kind of like, well, wait, let's think about it a different way or, or why don't we? Yeah. That's, that's something that I was thinking about too, about how we tend to approach things with a very judgment free, like mm, open perspective mind. and yeah. just being very open-minded with anyone that we meet, um, which I don't think is very common <laughs> these days, yeah. but I noticed that about you. And even when we were talking to one of um, our friends who was going through a breakup with her shit asshole boyfriend, who we didn't know that <laughs> yeah. was going to oh, be yeah, a yeah. shit asshole boyfriend, turned out to be one, now yeah. an ex. But something that you had said was good people do bad things. Yeah, and I yeah. that that like rung with me, and that that stuck with me because I was like, oh yeah, I agree with that. Like, good yeah. people do do bad things. So we, I think the both of us, we try to see the positives of in people, you know, in, in people or in situations. Yeah. That's true. We're both optimists. We are. Yeah, yeah. we are. <laughs> Maybe to a fault, but yeah, sometimes <laughs> we are, and we're very similar in that way. That's very I think. true. <laughs> yes. Yeah. This person turned out to be a shitty person, though. So our judgment was wrong. Should have judged him, yeah. uh, followed our gut instincts. I but I think we always like to give people the benefit, benefit of, the, of doubt. the doubt. And also we believe in second chances. Yeah. We also have the same size feet. Oh, that's right. We do. <laughs> so. Well, mine sometimes is, it's eight and sometimes eight and a half. Me too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> eight and eight and a half. Look how cute are her shoes today. <laughs> I also dressed like Janet today. And I noticed that I dressed like Helen. Yes. We came in and we did not coordinate this. Did not coordinate yeah. it. But I was like, I'm going to wear this turtleneck. I never wear turtlenecks. But I was like, this is something Janet would wear. And you can borrow this whenever yeah. it's okay. <laughs> this is this is like super cute and comfy. It is really cute. Yeah, yes. I would totally wear that. And this is actually... Um, actually half that top. Yes, this is a top <laughs> that I got because for Helen's bachelorette, one of the night, um, one of the evening dinners, the assignment was to dress like Helen, like pick an outfit of hers and dress like her. So this is my outfit. And I actually, when I got it, I was like, this is cute. I would wear this anyway. Yeah, dude. I, when you had, you had your hair up, yeah. you had hoop earrings on. I was like, damn, Jay, you look good. <laughs> I should be wearing this more often. And you had like leather shorts on Oh, too. yeah, yeah. I had the full look. But this, I like kind of made it a little bit more me. These are like very Janet, like mom- those are Janet. Those are more Janity. <laughs> yes. Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swathers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swathers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than a leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so now we have a lot in common, but how are we different? Because we are still quite different in certain ways. Yes. Um, the biggest one, and you mentioned this earlier, is that I am more extroverted and you identify as more introverted. So that is a pretty big difference. Yeah. I think in social events, I am more of the bee that is flitting to and from, and you're the <laughs> flower that will wrap your oh. arms around a bee and have a nice long conversation with them. Oh, I like that analogy. So, that is actually who we are, I think, in social ah, events. That makes a lot of sense. You have the people that float and go around. And you have the other people that are there but are open to accepting who yes. comes to them. And yes. then we'll have, oh, yes. and like we'll have good, nice. meaningful conversations yeah. with them. Not saying I don't have meaningful conversations with people. No, you I'm do. I'm just a bee. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need the bee to go and pollinate for, to bring the conversation oh, yes. to the topic. And then you like bring that topic to the next group. So, yeah. yeah. Um, my, my difference was a, a little uh, less beautifully stated. I don't know. Oh, so here, I, I think one of the, the first things that came to mind to me about how we are different is we have different uh, dance strengths. Yeah. <laughs> Helen is like really good at twerking. And no, I'm we not. Have, yeah, guys. Well, okay. Oh, no, I'm not. I guess A, you you can twerk because there we've had retreats <laughs> where you tried to teach Mel and myself. And like I've I've danced for decades. This is not like, the only studio, thing we do on hot. retreats, okay? It's not the only thing. <laughs> but it's involved. And I would say it's a pretty critical part of the magic sauce. Uh, okay. But um but yeah, I can't twerk for the life of me <laughs> and that i feel like that's like when it comes to like and you're really good at it i just have this vision of both you and mel trying, like trying and it was and like, like holding on to like the, i'm like the missing one of the joints or something i don't know <laughs> but then on the flip i feel like i'm like i grew up in dance studio and i i love a lot of like contemporary so i remember this one time really late and i i like got really into like contemporary dance and did something like that. So like, I feel like we both like to perform in different settings yes. and on dance and we have our like, our different styles and yeah. they're like very opposite. That's a good one. That That is a very good one. Yeah. Janet likes to come out with like her spider dances. Yeah. Like very interpretive dance, interpretive and weird, but also <laughs> very cool. Um, one that I think is a very big difference is that you're a pescatarian. Yeah, I love meat. Yeah, you are a pretty big carnivore. <laughs> I am a I'm a carnivore. Yeah. I like my meat medium rare, still red in the center. So that mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually pretty funny. I think about I have like a handful of really close. Actually, most of the close people in my life are like big carnivores mm, mm. um carnivore so. just sounds like such a it does i mean it's, it's like or such they, a nasty they just, term they, eat, they just they actually really like beef too because some yeah. people don't like beef but they love like a good steak yeah yeah i love a good steak mm. but i feel like that hasn't been an issue with our friendship like yeah, ever yeah. the only only time and everyone always brings this up is when because for your birthday you always have us yeah, go yeah. to like vegan slash vegetarian restaurants there was just one restaurant not gonna say the name, but everyone was like, "What the fuck are we eating?" <laughs> and you felt that way too. I, think. I was surprised, yeah, because yes. I I'd been to one of their other locations because it's a chain, and I always ordered kind of like maybe like one of three things. And so this time was the first time I went with a big group and and one of their other locations. And there were just extra things on the menu. And you know when like a food is trying to be like another food and it's not replicating well, I feel like the best vegetarian food is not trying to mimic something else. It is what it is as a totally different cuisine. Mm. So you don't have to – it's not about comparing. It's yeah. about enjoying that dish that is a vegetarian Have dish, you had but. a good um, tuna, watermelon tuna, Ooh. fake tuna? Because um, that's not sushi. No, yeah. I've had actually – there was um, one that where they use like tomato, dehydrated tomato oh, skin as okay. like a tuna sashimi. Okay. And that that one um, – I can I don't see that working better. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, the like, flavor profile is a little closer. I bit like, into one that was like a watermelon with like soy sweet. sauce. And yeah, I was yeah. just like oh, – That's not fuck. it. <laughs> that's not it. So I do feel like even though you're um, – I feel like in socially you're very risk-taking and I'm mm. maybe very like um, risk-averse. Mm. But then I think – 
what's interesting is about kind of your big life things like your career, getting married, having kids. You you follow like the traditional path. I do, yes. And yeah. it's not bad. Yeah. It's actually, I mean, it's, you know, and then I've totally gone left field and That's in my true. life and like, and I guess you would call that kind of risky or whatever, yeah. but it's just like, I'm very non-conventional in like big life decisions. Huh, that is so. true. Because I feel, I would take you to be the type of person that would just stick with right? one job for like ever. ever. Yeah. Based off of how I was raised or like maybe just my perception, I think I give off the traditional good Chinese yeah. girl. But the reality is actually my parents are very, they encouraged a lot of like, do whatever you want. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. if you don't want to get married, that's okay. If you don't mm-hmm. want kids, that's okay. And it's just, um, yeah, I was always around kind of just very like, you figure it out yourself. Yeah. And you're like a high achieving rebel. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. That is, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I do, I do, I do have high achieving tendencies though. And I think a lot of that is cultural. And yeah, just, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's true. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, you love to meditate. Yes. I fucking hate oh, it. She, yeah. I fucking hate that. This shit. is true. This is true. I have tried and I'm like, you cannot meditate your to do list away. I know that it would be beneficial and probably good for me if I could Mm. get myself into it. I know it takes practice, but that is one area where I'm just like, Janet, that's a Janet thing. (laughs) That is a Janet thing. Different things work for different people. Although I will say if you go to like a meditation instructor, what they say is the people who say they don't have time to meditate are the ones who would benefit the most. most. Yeah. Shit. Um, And one of the ways that I would interpret that is just that like meditation might help you see the actual value of your to-do list. Mm. So instead of like having to get everything done, it makes you reconsider, is this really a to-do? Yeah. Or maybe I should reprioritize. Or maybe it's like the consequence of not doing that. Yeah. Is it really a hard con- – or something like that. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, okay. I want to say that I will try, but I probably won't. It's so okay. I won't I think lie to your face. Everyone does their own thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think the last one I have in mind is that you are more of a minimalist. Ah, uh, yes. I am a pseudo hoarder. Oh, oh, actually, I do remember your closet. Yeah, I actually, and I think, and I don't know, actually, I've never asked you this, like, what contributed to you becoming more of a minimalist? Yeah. But I will say that for me, I think it is growing up with parents, having that very scarcity immigrant mindset, that they hoarded, like, a lot of things. Like, for example... I had this jacket in high school that was a Gap jacket. I don't, I don't remember, but like back in the day, Gap big bubble jackets, oh, oversized yep, yep, yep. was a thing. And I was this tiny high schooler with an extra large <laughs> woman's jacket. You're like floating around like a man. Yes. <laughs> I was like a ball. And my parents still wear that jacket to this oh. day because they were like, why would you waste it? Just because yeah, the yeah, style yeah. is like, it's not a style anymore. They will still wear it, even though we've gotten them many like nice North Face yeah, yeah. warm jackets. But they're like, this is so warm. It's a, it's like, you know, bubbled down, all that. So yeah. um, I think there are just things where it's hard for me to throw things away or now I'm more in the mindset of donating things because I'm like someone else can use it, but it's still hard for me to like let go of things. Yeah. How did you start becoming more of a minimalist or have you been your whole life? Yeah, that's a really good question. Usually I explain to people I don't have a lot of stuff because I moved around a lot, Mm -hmm. which is true. true. That's true, yeah. But I didn't think about if you point out like how did your family or upbringing contribute to that? And um, because when I was younger, there was a lot of like we kept everything and we had Mm -hmm. so many like things overflowing out of cupboards and stuff. I think because of that like kind of saving and like not wasting mentality and then at some point my mom completely like shifted oh and I think some of it was maybe a result of where we were living Mm. in a mostly like non-immigrant like white neighborhood yeah yeah. and I just remember growing up and her always being very aware that like people will judge you by the brands you wear the clothes or Mm. like um you need to have like to kind of like being visually aware and like matching and I think she started just being more influenced by American ways of doing things yeah um and she just would clear everything out and so I just near the like maybe as I got older it was more just about like don't have clutter. Mm. We still we still do. And my dad still has the tendency. Like he will – we joke like every car he's driven, he drives literally to the ground. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and, but, but I think something about maybe the environment which I grew up in combined with me moving around so much yeah. and having to like be – also most of the time I've been single. So like I would have to carry all my stuff or find a way to transport it all. It's just easier if I like don't have a lot of stuff. Yeah, as long as it fits in your car. Yeah. Yeah. Oh Make my gosh. I think from- that's the same as um, Philip's parents too. Oh. Probably growing up in a more um, like – white suburban neighborhood there is a level of you know making sure that your house is presentable and when people come into your house it's not smelling like incense and all of this stuff just recently i was hang drying my um my florals from the wedding oh yeah um and i was gonna dry them and i think 
I think someone threw it away. It's kind of like, oh, no. why are you keeping these flowers, <laughs> these dead flowers in this house? So, yeah. Oh, no. I mean, I will literally oh, no, just, no. I'm someone who just saves everything. Even if it's like on my first date, if I had like a bubble, like a, a gum wrapper and I was like, oh my gosh, this was the yeah. wrapper that he unwrapped for me. Like I will put the date on it and oh, put wow. the first date and I will save it in like a little plastic baggie and store it away. That is true. I think you are a very sentimental person with objects mm. and I've noticed that. Yeah. Yeah, um, I am. I don't know why I have the complete opposite tendency. I'm just like, I don't know where I'm going to keep this. I'm going <laughs> to... I know. But the thing is, when I, I, I always have good intentions for it, like, oh, I'm going to put it into a scrapbook and yeah, yeah. all of that. But it's just sitting in a box, very unorganized. <laughs> so it's not the best way to live. Um, I do want to become more minimalist too. So mm. we'll have to tap you on that to, to learn your ways. <laughs> but that is a big difference that we do have right now. Yeah. Okay. So let's go down memory lane. What are some key moments that you can recall from mm. our friends? friendship? Ooh. I mean, I think a lot of our friendship was developed over many, many nights of just like hanging out. Um, things that were really mundane, just like, yeah. you know, we planned to maybe just like, I don't know, after work on a Friday, we hung out around someone's kitchen table at one of our apartments and then it would might turn into a night out or sometimes we ended up just talking and staying in all night by ourselves. Yeah. Um, but there was one key experience that I do think was very uh, for me, it was really impactful. And that was during um, the Black Lives Matter like mm -hmm. period. We were both living in downtown. And at that time, it was also like kind of peak COVID and people mm -hmm. didn't still understand what COVID was, what was happening. And then there was also all this like social unrest. And I remember you and I and I mean, I think all of us were like with our friend groups, just like trying to communicate, figure out what was happening. And then we heard that there was um, like a protest happening in downtown. Mm. And there's probably the part of us that were raised by parents who are very like, don't, don't make any noise. Don't like upset anyone. Mm -hmm. Also prioritize your health and your safety. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we had that on one side. And then on the other side, we were probably both thinking, I feel personally very moved by this and also curious. And I feel like I need to figure out what this is and I need to like participate. Mm. And we were actually, I think the only two people in our friend group that decided to go out partially maybe available or whatever it was. But I remember jogging with you down those streets in downtown mm -hmm. to try to find that protest. And it was this weird because we were both in this like mood where it was, we were just developing or like evolving, I think our personal political identities and perspectives. Mm -hmm. And also still in this time where everything is so unknown. And I remember arriving at that like grass field and seeing like US Army people with like rifles and, I, you know, having moments where you're like, oh, did we make the wrong decision yeah. to come out here? Yeah. But then also sitting there and starting to chant with them together and just feeling some of that emotion and and really, yeah. And that to me was like, whoa, like I felt like we were both in this similar, we're trying to figure out what's happening and mm -hmm. where our personal stances are on it and how to have a voice on this mm -hmm. in a responsible way. Damn, that is powerful. Yeah, that was a, I remember we like made signs and yeah. we wrote like, I forget what we had on on there. Something about like, ABG's supports BLM or something yeah, like yeah. that. Something there was like an ABG kind of cheesy, yeah. but I think we were we felt driven. We both felt very driven to just show up and show our support. Yeah. Even though, oh yeah, I remember like during that whole period of time, we were sitting in our condos, which were like floors up above the ground of where everything was happening, and feeling like we just were so stuck and like we were so useless yeah. I guess just sitting at home and not being able to do anything other than like sit on our laptops and comment on people's posts yeah, and it just yeah. felt so ingenuine so you wanting to go with me was yeah, that was a big moment for me as well yeah. and then we rode uh scooters back yeah <laughs> I remember that. Dude, those scooters in downtown are, downtown is not made for uh like I don't know. I was going to say pedestrians for bikers or scooters, I feel like. No, not at all. Cars do not see not that. Not at all. <laughs> a moment that I think was key for me was when I had announced my pregnancy. Oh. And this was a surprise. Yeah, so yeah. the it was to you and Mel at the same time. Um, but there was something just about your reaction that, I don't know, it was just so heartwarming to see a friend that was just so happy for you like you were I think you were like almost in tears you were like so genuinely shocked surprised yeah. and happy and I was just like 
damn, this person's going to be in my corner like for the rest of my life. You are someone who cheers on your friends very, very much so. And I remember you just being so, so like floored with emotion and happy. I was like, oh, and then like that made me emotional because I'm like, damn, she's a good friend, you know? (laughs) Um, But I think that was a very key moment. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then even like throughout my whole pregnancy, like you were so supportive throughout it. Um, I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but when I was supposed to come back, like four months, I think it was when my when or three months after our um, like predetermined maternity leave would have been for me. I think you were the one that said, um, Helen, do you want to take another month off? And I was just like, shit, how'd you know? <laughs> like, I Mommy definitely friends. I definitely yeah. needed that month. And it felt like you had just seen me without me. Mm feeling like I was being a nuisance or me advocating for myself. I was not advocating for myself. I was in that mindset of like, I can be a mom. I can do this. I can, I can show people that I can do it all. Right. But like, I could not during that period of time. Such a big, big change. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you were able to see that for me. So that was a very big um, moment too, where I thought to myself, like Janet really, really saves me. Oh yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I did. I, I I could see. I think some of that is experience of having other friends and family become moms and seeing like the backs, the back behind the scenes of like really what shifts in your life and how much things change. So I, and I do remember seeing in your eyes, like, I know you're a tough person and you don't, and you also don't like to burden people because we share that. I'm like, I got it. Yeah, I'm yeah. crying. But I was like, yeah, yeah. And you, you, so that's how, honestly, for a lot of women, I've had so many conversations with friends or like my cousin where it's just, it's almost like you're like, I don't know why I just feel it. And I was like, okay, yeah, you're not in a space where you're going to prioritize yourself, but you need to. Otherwise, you're not going to be any help to your baby or to us yeah. or any, you know. So yeah. um, I definitely, for me, that I felt closer to you um, for, I think, being being able to show that vulnerability to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah. then also just like being so open with, I think when someone shares their infant with you, like Mel and I coming and being like one of the first people to kind of like meet him. Um, and then just being there for all the like small milestones with yeah. him. Like also I just feel more bonded to you yeah. because like this little person yeah. came from you. And, oh. and now I get to like be there and help like shape, you know, parts of him and mm-hmm. stuff. And that um, is always like, just like really, really, it's such a bonding moment for friends. Like yeah. I think when you when you have like the, like their children in the mix. Yeah, he's always saying Auntie Janet. Oh my God! Even to <laughs> even to Mel, she hates it. Oh. <laughs> like Auntie Janet, and she's like, No, <laughs> Auntie Mel. <Mel-El." laughs> but for some reason, he like is really he like is oh. very much um uh what's the word? An oh, Auntie Janet fan. He or? he is very much an Auntie Janet fan. Oh yes. Yes. Okay. And then one other moment that I had, and I I already mentioned this on my episode with Mel, so it's going to be the same one, but it was just when I was going through one of the toughest moments, I think, of my life, the the time when I was going through therapy and really trying to figure myself out, working on the internal stuff, and you were just so there for me. There is a way where you are such a good listener because you are someone that doesn't really offer solutions right away. Like Mm -hmm. you actually listen and you try to understand the situation and you will say something like I don't know what you're going through but I am here for you and I think something like that makes such a big difference when you know you're just being so vulnerable and opening up about the deepest parts of yourselves like that is what you want to hear and I think having you as that friend Mm. like saved me during that time Mm. and allowed me to be more vulnerable with potentially other people but you definitely opened that door for me of you know you can say it and if you if you say it to good people, they won't judge you and they'll be there to support you. So that was a very Aww. big moment for me. That was actually yeah. also on my list, yeah. Because I think uh, not only when you share something with someone, you feel closer to them, but they also feel closer to you. Or there's definitely a reciprocal kind mm-hmm. of like closeness that comes. And there's a bit of permission giving to the other person that yeah. I can also share with you, which yeah. I have too. Yeah, yeah. so it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, the next question is, what is something that you appreciate about the other person? I feel like I've already said a lot of things, <laughs> right, that I really do appreciate about 
you as someone who is just very unjudgmental, very kind, very compassionate, very caring, very there for your friends. That is like huge. But one thing that I haven't said yet is you are the type of person that never wishes ill will on other people. Mm. And I think that is a super rare quality to have in someone. Even your exes, even people who have potentially like wronged you, you don't, you're never like, yeah, I hope they get hit by a car or something. <laughs> like you're, you don't think that way. And mm. even like working as a trio, there is something mm. about, you know, when people compare us to each other or whatever, but like you never show that part of like, I don't, there's no like competitive, there's no competitiveness. Mm. There's no, it's always just wishing the best like for other people and for your friends and even for people who have potentially wronged you. And I feel like that is just so like, no one does that, <laughs> you know, like Janet really does do that in, in private conversations in everything. Janet is that type of a person. You are the type of person. I think that is so unique and special about you. Mm, thank you. I mean, would you would you agree with that? Do you have internal yeah. thoughts where you're like, yeah. I mean, well, I appreciate that. And I would say I would contribute, I would attribute a lot of that to my parents. Mm. I think that they have, yeah, without being conscious of it, I think that they both are just, they've always kind of um, focused on being a good person. Even if you'll have like, every person has bad days and you might say a thing or think a thing, mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, really, and I think it goes back to, I really do believe that everyone is like good in the center. And if they do bad things, um, it's not that they're they're not a bad person per se, but maybe there are situations that you know, prompted them to do that. Yeah. Um, but also I do believe in karma. Mm. And uh, so I don't want to wish badly on other people because I wouldn't want someone to wish badly on me. And thirdly, I realized this is the third thing. When I wish bad on other people, it makes me feel icky. Yeah. So I'm like, I feel better when I wish well on other people. So that was just, that's like something more recently in my like practices with meditation and perspective and spirituality that is like, oh, like why wish that? Because if, if you're getting angry and upset at someone or having those thoughts, you're like, they're not hearing it. You yeah. are the one suffering from yeah. thinking those things. Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. That is definitely something that's very special about you and that I appreciate very much about you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So something I appreciate about you, Helen, is I guess, well, I had two words for it, but I guess they kind of come together. You have like an enthusiasm and a preparedness ah. that <laughs> that shows not only in our work, but in like social relationships and party hosting that you do mm. when they come together. Mm. I guess, I don't know how to, there's not like one word for it, but it's when you describe like when you do something, you go all in, like 200%. Mm. And um, I find that really, A, it's not just great to be around um, as like a friend, but I think as like a coworker or a business partner or however you want to call it, it motivates me to also want to be better and to up my game. And that I really do appreciate. Aww. Yeah. So that is something that I feel like is. I think that is definitely like the perfectionist side of me that does push it to the extreme. It's not always great. But I think the outcome is always fun. Which makes me think of our next question, which was, if you had a piece of advice you could give this person, knowing that they would not be offended, okay. what would it be? Ooh, so, okay. Yes, please. You <laughs> talked me. About, yeah, you tell talked me. about the perfectionism. Um, and this is actually something just in Slack. Like, I think as of last night, you said, oh, I'm trying to uh, care a little less these days. But I still do care. <laughs> like, and I think that, <laughs> I and that's that. very Helen. So, yeah, when I say you go 200% into something, um, I think, like, your enthusiasm and your preparedness are amazing. Mm -hmm. But if I could give you advice as a friend, just, like, sometimes for certain things you can care a little less. Yeah. If not just for your own, like, mental and emotional, like, health, you know, or, like – giving yourself the space to like be okay with because yeah. I know that you are you really are like superwoman but all that gets it goes somewhere right and most of the time I know it's like you put yourself last so start giving a little bit more to yourself and it's okay <sighs> go get that massage Helen yeah go get, go that, get massage. that massage you got she... me a present a year ago <laughs> and still has it <laughs> yes I actually have three different massages that people have gotten me that you haven't the past used. two years that I have not used yet yeah, yeah. people just know I need it. I need a yes. massage <laughs> This girl, I'm, I'm a little afraid to like try touching the shoulders. It'll be like for rocks. I think the one piece of advice that I would have for you, Janet, is that I think you give really, really good advice to both friends and to yourself. Like mm. if you yourself are going through something, you're able to sort of like have a bird's eye view of the situation and just maintain zenness because mm. you're like, everything is going to be okay. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes oh, I, I wonder <laughs> if that level of zenness will actually push you to a place where you're fighting for your happiness. Does that oh. make sense? 
pushed me to a place where I'm fighting for my happiness. Yes. Sometimes thinking about like the being Zen and being content means that you have to kind of disconnect from things. Yes. But if you get too disconnected, yes. then you're just not you're also then just kind of like coasting through life. And that's the thing yeah. that I'm still kind of trying to work out in my head is like, what is the right balance of being content and separated from yeah. things, but then also letting yourself fall and feel some things too, mm -hmm. which is kind of what I did in, yeah. <laughs> with yeah. my relationship yeah. type on the, in the romantic front, but maybe more on just like uh, not thinking about life circumstance or partners and maybe yeah. just for myself. For like, yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know if that's advice or just something that I hope for you. Yeah. It you actually, know, that helps a lot. I think hearing it from a very close friend, um, knowing that you see me in that way. Yeah. Or like if yeah. you ex you see me experiencing certain things or with certain walls, then I do yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. We just want you to be happy. I want to be happy too. We all just want to be happy, but yeah, just something that I noticed. Yeah. Okay. Last question. What is one thing that you would like for the both of us to do before we die. It's a really morbid <laughs> question, but that was what the question uh, was. <laughs> I don't know. I had I had kind of just like a I probably would change my answer now to more I just I said randomly like I feel like we should buy houses and live next to each other. Oh, <laughs> that's so like, cute. Okay. That'd be really cool to see like if all of ABG could just be like buy three houses or like one giant. Yeah. <laughs> That is very cute. Okay. My answer is maybe not as cute, but it's more like a, uh -oh. a moment in time kind of thing. Okay. I You mentioned this earlier in a past episode also, but you said you want to go to Paris. Yes. And sit by the Seine River and just eat like a whole ass baguette, drink a whole bottle of wine without inhibitions, without mm. any, you know, feeling of just being free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to do that with you Aww. sooner than later. Yeah, okay. So that's one thing that I definitely want to do. Okay, it's going on our list of things to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us uh, in this very intimate conversation. It was also really fun. I don't I'm really glad we did this because I think there are things that we shared with each other that, you know, when you're with the person every day, you don't think to articulate to them because you just yeah. assume they know. That's and true. Yeah. oftentimes, like, it's good to sit down and, and have these conversations. So yeah. this was amazing. This is great. I yeah. I appreciate you. Yeah. I appreciate you too so much. Um, mm. And I hope, I hope for our listeners that this was like, interesting and good for you to watch pet you. to see the the background of our relationship um and maybe you know if you have a close friend you can sit down and ask them some of the questions that we went through because yeah. i think these are good ways to to dig deeper even if you think you know the person really well you might be surprised because people we change and we evolve all the time yeah, yeah. sorry my hands are sweaty it's okay i'm I've got sweaty knees. You know when like you hold friends, <laughs> you hold hands with a friend and it's like, who? And then it's for a long period of time. You're like, like, who's the clam you No, no. Who's going to let go? And Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we will catch you all on the next episode. Bye. Bye.